These are one of those Sundays you kind of wish would happen every Sunday, and you can't really muster up um, on your own. Um, but I'm really thankful for God's presence here. I'm thankful for answered prayers that have been shared. I'm thankful for um, people who show up with our high schoolers and love them and um, journey with them. I'm thankful for our high schoolers who bring us fun and energy and joy. Um, I'm thankful for our confirmation students who are here with us um, this morning. Let's give them a round of applause, why don't we? Um, as the, Kara was talking about the flips on the trip, I looked over at Jen Perez, who is our treasurer, and um, I just think, um, you know, insurance things were running around in her head, because her, uh, her or at least her face kind of uh, maybe uh, <laughs> clued me in on that. So, yes. <laughs> So what I want to say is one of, the, one of the parents of the boys doing those flips or forcing people into them, Peter, Kara, Brad, Missy, if you have any issues legally, you talk to Jen and the church because insurance is covered there, not, not by Ari and I. Um, what, a, what a fun, fun weekend. We're going, to, uh, we're going to close out our series today on the fruit of the Spirit. And um, the, Jonathan last week was like, Hey, I, I don't know if I, you know, he mentioned that he didn't know if he wanted to talk about gentleness. And I have been trying to give this last one away um, to a number of people, uh, one in particular who will remain nameless, um, because I think deep down I didn't want to be the one talking about self-control. Um, and so, uh, but here I am, and, and I have done some, some meditation on this, and um, that's how we're going to kind of finish our our series together. Um, The fruit of the Spirit, let's see if I can get this right. That's off, so that's on. Um, We find them in Galatians 5, where it says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Um, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Um, The prayers today, the stories today, these are examples of serving your neighbor, loving your neighbor, welcoming your neighbor. Um, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Um, The fruit of the Spirit are these ways to act in worshiping community with one another, and they reflect and they sustain our life together. Um, I think that the metaphor of of horticulture is helpful because just like when you um, grow something in the ground... um, It takes both work and grace. I think the fruit of the Spirit require both work and grace. Um, Plants, fruit, vegetables, they're grown in a complex environment. We are trying to cultivate these fruit and receive these fruit from God in a very complex environment. And so it's helpful, um, this imagery, as we think about um, these gifts from God. When you, when you hear the word self-control, what do you feel? 
right away? Guilt? Shame? Me too. What else? Pause? Tired? Impossible. Hungry. Huh. Powerful. Empowerment. Empowerment, yeah. Delayed gratification. Delayed gratification. Hopeful. Hopeful. What did I hear? Rage. Rage. <laughs> Thank you, Heather. Boring. Boring? Is that what I heard? Yeah. I read something this week. The we want we want kind of immediately um, the gifts of the spirit. Um, when they're created to be something God gives us um, that is very slow work um, and that takes a long time. Um, even, even this morning, as I hear about adoptions, as I see a high school trip come together, as I watch a multi-generational band lead us in the worship of God, um, I could keep going as I as I see new people involved and in getting into becoming a part of the life of our community. Um, we got to celebrate that and experience that today, and that was grace that has come to us over years of hard work by many many people. Um, this is how these things work. Um, this is how self control um, works. What area in your life might God be inviting you um, to open yourself up to the gift of self-control? We're not so quick to answer that one out loud. You don't need to. I didn't expect that. Um, but as we talk about it, I want, I want you to think about that area. Um, Sometimes these are kind of fun, right? I think we all could benefit from uh, self-control around our devices, right? Um, these strange new inventions that, believe it or not, confirmation and high school students, these have not been around very long. Um, and yet they occupy so much of our our time and space, and for some really understandable and powerful reasons. Um, I don't know what it is for you, um, but what might God be um, inviting you to open yourself up to the gift of, of self-control? And does our popular understanding of self-control coincide with what Paul is, is getting at? And that's what I want to talk about real quick here. Um, Self-control, I want to I I invite us to think about self-control as different from self-mastery. Okay? Self-control is different from mastering ourselves. A lot of times I think we, at least I hear the, the phrase self-control, and I think what I'm hearing is this kind of command to master myself. And I don't think that that's what Paul is getting at here in Galatians. Um, 
most religious traditions will um, talk about how human beings can come really enslaved to our passions. We can become enslaved to these longings um, that, are, that are built in us, but we can become so enslaved that we, we go after them in kind of unbridled ways. Um, Buddhism talks about this. Proverbs talks about this. Almost any religious tradition will talk about this. Um, Paul, um, he uses this word, self-control, and it's a very common virtue during his time. It's, it's, it's a word that um, this person, who's a student of Socrates, writes, shall not every human hold self-control, that word there, to be the foundation of all virtue, and first lay this foundation firmly in their soul, for who without this can learn any good or practice it worthily? And so in the culture, this was like understood to be a primary virtue. Um, and yet for Paul, it's, it's a little bit different. This word only happens like six times at the most in all of the New Testament. Whereas the word love is like 200 times. Um, so there's a little bit of a difference there. Um, it's, it's mentioned. It's a part. I mean, obviously in our list, it matters. But it's not the first of the fruit of the Spirit. It's actually the last that Paul mentions in his list, which would be very different um, from the time that he was living. And I think it's because Paul has this sense that there is a new power at work in the world through Christ that might kind of fill out our understanding of self-control. And that power is that the person that we used to be was crucified with Christ in order to get rid of the corpse that had been controlled by sin. That way we wouldn't be slaves to sin anymore because a person who's died has been freed from sin's power. But if we died with Christ, we have faith that we will also live with him. We're entering into Lent, which is a time we think about our baptism or we prepare for our baptism. And so it's a time where I think we're invited by the church calendar to think about those things in our lives that we might need to open ourselves up to for self-control and to remember this story that Christ has died and was raised from the dead and we are invited to die with Christ, the old self, the ways of life that we, we've, we know in our guts that God has better things for us, but we just can't seem, there it is, see? We just can't seem to shake them. In Lent, we're, we're invited to remember those things have died with Christ and we have been raised to new life in those areas with, with him. I want to tell you a little bit about, um, well, a couple more things about Paul here. Um, again, this is not control of the self by the self for the self. But I think what Paul's inviting us into is control of the self by God's Spirit for life with God, which is a big, big thing. Um, 
Paul's not saying master yourself, figure yourself out, get your act together. Paul's saying just as you need to open yourself up to God in order to experience joy and love and peace and patience and kindness, the virtue of controlling ourself is opening it up to God. Um, Open ourself up to God. Opening the things that I invite you to think about, acknowledging those to God. Um, For the sake of life with God, where we love God, where we love neighbor, where we love ourself. Um, A lot of times in our imagination, I think we can think about ourself like this huge circle that's on this grid here. Um, And if we kind of push ourselves, we can start thinking about maybe some other people, maybe friends, our church community, maybe kids we're coaching Little League or playing Little League with or doing gymnastics with or in art class with or whatever. Um, And if we push ourselves even further, we can kind of think about like the world as a whole and some of the concerns of the world. And and this vision really kind of lines up with a way we hear about the gospel, especially in the news sometimes. Uh, We work pretty hard around here to try not to um, keep this version of the gospel as as centered as it is in our culture. But this idea that the gospel is mostly information about how to get to heaven after you die, that there's a large footnote about increasing your personal happiness and success through God, Um, A little bit smaller footnote about character development. Don't push me too much on that, though, right? Um, A little bit smaller footnote about the goodness of creation. And a smaller footnote about kind of social and global transformation. And we see this gospel played out, and I think it lines up with this big sense of self that we're just just formed um, to think about. And I think Paul might be inviting us um, to integrate these a little bit more. That that we are a part of a big world that God has made and loves. That we can't experience the fruit of God's Spirit without community and friendship and family. Um, All sorts of families, all sorts of shapes and sizes. And, Mountainside, I also want to say, for some of us, myself included, our self really does matter in this equation. Our self really is an important part. It need not be the biggest only part, but the fact that we're alive, the fact that we're a part of what God's doing in the world means our self also really matters. Um, the, uh, I've been on a journey of health um, for a long time. I want to, Anna said vulnerable, I'm going to get a little bit vulnerable. Um, one of the reasons I didn't want to do self-control is because I had breakfast with my friend Bill Pinnell a long time ago. He's a pastor and leader. He spoke here at Mountainside. And 
we were talking and, and we were having breakfast and I don't know how we got onto this, but at some point he said to me, Josh, oh, he's telling me a story about a guy that he had heard preaching. And he said, Josh, oh, it was this and that and the other. He said, nobody, Josh, wants to listen to a fat preacher. <laughs> you can laugh. It's okay. Um, and I've had other people um, in my life who I love and, and appreciate. My uncle um, is one who... He, he, he adores me. He adores me. And I know that. And every time I see him, he'll say, hey, Josh, time to go for a run or uh, time to go on a hike or, you know, something like that. Um, and, oh, those kinds of comments, like, whew, those hit, right? Those are like, oh, those are the truth. Truth serum sometimes. Um, and I've been on this journey and I'm, I've been learning a lot about myself um, and about um, self-control. And I probably am only able to talk about it right now because I'm feeling okay about where I'm at in the journey. If I wasn't, to be real, I probably wouldn't talk about it. Um, so that's what I bring to this, this Sunday morning. And I wonder what you bring. What area you bring where you're like, if you're honest, I need, I need God's help. Um, maybe it's money. Whether that's, why am I so afraid of not having any? Why am I so driven to have more? Why do I always seem to prioritize the things that bring money in? Maybe that's the one. Um, maybe it's something else. Um, maybe it's fear. Why do I operate as if there's never enough? Enough friends, enough work, enough money, enough time. Um, that myth of scarcity that Jonathan talked about last week. I, I don't know. But all of us have these things that we're like, oh, God, you could help me with this. The old self needs to be done with. Maybe it's your phone. Why do I always end my day and start my day looking at this thing? What's that about? Um, some things I've been learning. On my journey, um, thinking about God as a part of that journey with me um, has opened up some, some things for me. Um, it has... It has um, invited me to recognize that um, um, my health for what God has called me to matters. Um, it's, it, it is a part of what God wants me to be about. It's not um, kind of an extra thing that's not connected to that. Does that make sense? Um, 
So allowing God into that journey has really been important for me. Um, allowing other people into that journey of, of working and opening myself up to God's grace um, for this fruit of the Spirit has also been super important to me. Allowing voices like Bill Pinnell and my uncle to be a part of that journey and not just saying, oh, they're being insensitive or, oh, they're a jerk. Um, but allowing those, those things to be a part. Um, maybe more importantly, Ari and I figuring out how to allow her to be a part of that journey. Um, seeing my boys and thinking to myself, wow, they really are healthy. They really work at a lot of these things. Learning from them, but also allowing them and their lives to be an equation and like, I want to be as active as I can be with them in the time that I have. I want to live as long as I can, um, with which is in my control, for as long to be a part of their lives as long as I can. Um, some of you are a part of this journey with me. I don't think I want all of you as a part of that journey with me. Um, but some of you are a part of that journey with me. Um, whether that's encouragement, honestly, whether that's watching some of your lives and going, whoa, look at that. Look at the growth in their lives in different areas. That's possible for me too. Um, and so your stories and your courage and your own journeys is grace for me. Um, I've been going to this workout gym called Fit Body Boot Camp. And uh, I've talked to you a little bit about that before. But this guy Sal, this guy Christian, Alex, they're, these, they're, they're younger than me. Well, Sal's about my age. It's amazing, actually, the kind of shape he's in. But... Um, these three guys and their, their motivation, their love, their vulnerability as they share about their stories when they're trying to motivate us. Um, it's been a powerful grace from God for me, um, for which I'm really thankful. Um, and so I'm learning in our journeys towards self-control, allowing God into those and allowing others into those is a really powerful um, practice that I think can cultivate this kind of this kind of grace, um, and then allowing ourselves into these journeys. For some of us, this is a personality thing, right? For some of us, we have no problem allowing ourselves into journeys. Um, for others of us who maybe, for whatever reason, can kind of like sideline ourselves for the sake of others, um, a part of self control is allowing ourselves into the journey. It is allowing ourselves to be a character. Um, it's hearing the messages and giving the care to ourselves that, that we, for whatever reason, give to others and, um, and, and understand for others. Um, and in this whole journey, um, uncovering stories that we tell ourselves about the world, stories like, oh, I am the biggest circle, 
that's what matters the most? No, I, I need to uncover that story. There's a challenge there. Um, uncovering other stories. Why is it that um, I go to whatever vice it is that I go to? Um, why is it that I'm resistant to go to healthy choices, even when they don't seem productive? Maybe that's the story, right? Productivity is what matters. Why do I, why do I believe that, that lie? Um, those are some of the things for me that this journey has, has opened up. And I wonder what it is for you. I wonder what your area of like, God, I need your help with, with this. Um, if I'm really honest, um, this drive is, is a little bit unbridled in my life. And it's leading me to places that um, I know you don't want me to go. Um, for me, and a lot of times these drives are very natural things, right? We go to our phones for very real reasons. Information is good. Taking pictures of our friends and loved ones is a wonderful thing. Connecting with people is a deep longing that we all have. And we, we think we can do that through these phones. And to some degree, we can. Not to the fullest degree that we need, but to some degree, we can. There are reasons we go to the things we go to. For me, there are reasons I would go to sitting still or eating too many things without doing the work I need to compensate for those things that I ate, right? There's reasons I do it. And there, there, there are needs and they are, they are things that I need, but they're unbridled. And Paul is saying, you're not called to this so you can master yourself. The fruit of God's spirit is that you would give yourself open to God and allow God to do a work in you. Um, in whatever area it is for, for, for each of us. The uh, gathering for worship, I'm going to move through this. Gathering for worship like this can really be a gift um, for moving towards this. And, and I don't have time to talk through all of these things, but, but we've, we've experienced some of this today. We gather together because we want to tell a better story than the ones we listen to sometimes. We want to tell a story about a God who loves a God who is gentle with us, a God who is patient with us, um, a God who is faithful with us and to us. And the only reason we can cultivate these kinds of things among us is because we worship God who is these things with us. Um, the, one of the, the pep talks at the gym this week was by a guy, it's actually the owner of the whole place, he was like, he came in, and I was like, oh, man, are Sal and Christian and Alex in trouble? What's going on? But he came in, and he, after, the, after the workout, he said, he was telling us that, um, you know, this is what I want, I want to talk to you about today as we stretch. I want, to, I want to talk to you about getting rid of your butt, just like that. <laughs> and everyone laughed, you know. And he's like, no, not, not your TT butt, but your T butt. <laughs> like, 
uh, I would do this, but, you know, dot, dot, dot. Um, and, he, and he said, so many times you'll, you'll, you'll find yourselves talking like, you know, I, I want to be healthy, but I'm busy, or I got all this going on, or, you know, the food's so good, or, you know, whatever. Um, and he's like, you need to talk about things like, by saying, I, not, I would do this, but, but you need to say things like, I'm a person who works at my health. He's like, even if you've just come today, it's true. You're a person who works at your health. And then he said, I'm a big believer and you got to fake it till you make it. And what he's getting at is practicing things. And he's getting at what is the story. And so, as the kids come in... (laughs) I needed a couple more statements to really get to something good. But the message is not fake it till you make it, but the message is this. Your old self, unbridled passions and desires have died to Christ. Amen? Depending on what happened this morning or last night or today or or yesterday... It might be hard to believe that, right? But your unbridled passions and desires have died to Christ. And we need to tell that story and fake it till we make it. (laughs) Because we make it through the risen Christ. All right. 